Hello and welcome to another edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Dominique Gates. Joining me is Jason Frakes. We are winding down this regular season and we're at the point now where we'll start crowning some regular season district champions and uh, getting closer and closer to playoffs. And uh, we thank you all for listening uh, to this week's show. And we have a lot to talk about in football and before we do talk about football, just do want to make sure, of course, we are having plenty of coverage from postseason soccer, volleyball, field hockey, cross country. Yeah. So much is coming from the Courier Journal Sports Department. But just on the podcast, we're talking football, but we can assure you there's going to be coverage everywhere. And uh, there's been nonstop days, Jason, as always. But outside of that, uh, it's, it's kind of that point in the season. Yeah, I think we're covering five uh, semi-state soccer games tonight, so uh, <laughs> if you're into high school soccer, we got you covered. Yeah, you're going to get it. So, And if you do like football, this is the podcast to listen to. So let, let's jump straight into it, and we have some games to talk about for this week, but before <clears throat> we do, let's kind of do a quick little recap of this past weekend. and. Now, I wasn't covering any high school football. It was my class reunion, so uh, I was uh, off the grid and no clue what was going on. I looked up some scores uh, over the weekend. And uh, the thing that stood out to me, Jason, is that, I mean, yeah, the manual PRP blowout was very impressive by them. But I don't know. It feels different from, like, last year and the year before that in terms of there haven't really been many surprises, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Uh, like, the teams that you expected to be good have been good. The teams that have struggled have struggled. Maybe you can throw in St. X being a little better than we thought and things of that nature. But I, I think that's what stood out to me. Just, yeah. you know, what have been your takeaways and, of course, you know, that manual PRP game that you covered? Yeah, it was pretty much status quo last week. I mean, I think the teams that we thought were going to win won. The teams we thought were going to lose lost. Um, you know, there were a couple of big matchups. Um you know, Collins going to Woodford County, that was a game we sort of had circled, you know, just how good is Collins, just how good is Woodford County, <laughs> yeah. and Woodford County's pretty darn good, folks. Uh, yeah. I think they put uh, 64 on Collins, um, you know, so that was a big game. I wasn't surprised Woodford County won. I think I maybe was surprised by the margin. Um, and then another one of those sort of games was Odom County at Bryan Station, uh, you know, two 6-1 and one teams in 6A, you know, how good is Bryan Station? How good is Odom County? And um, I think Bryan Station won that one pretty handily as well. So, yeah. you know, a, a couple of our local Louisville area teams, you know, Collins and Odom County got those road tests mm-hmm. to kind of see how good they are. And, you know, they're good teams, but they're just not on the level of uh, of uh, Woodford County and Bryan Station. So <laughs> I guess maybe a trend there when you think of it is that Lexington area this year – They've got some good football teams. Yeah, you know, do. when you think of, you know, we just said Woodford County, Bryan Station, you got Lexington Christian, um, who's number one in Class 2A. You got Lexington Catholic, who's having a really good season in 4A. Uh, you got Frederick Douglass, uh, they're in 5A. So a lot of good, um, a lot of good, solid teams in that Lexington area this year. So uh, we'll, we'll see if any of them can uh, kind of sneak through and get a state title. I think that's what's making this year. And really the past couple of years pretty exciting because it's not so top-heavy or you can say city-heavy. Because in the past it was just like Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. But now you mentioned Frederick Douglass and those teams in Lexington. But then obviously you got to throw in Northern Kentucky teams. Covington Catholic has been really good. And obviously the tradition with Highlands and all those other teams. But 
I, I think that's been really interesting yeah. and been cool. You're seeing a lot more like cities and more teams step up and obviously we, we don't forget the mountains <laughs> you know yeah. they're always playing really really good football but I think that yeah you're seeing a trend to where teams like you said Lexington teams aren't afraid to play Louisville teams and they're beating Louisville teams Mountain they might teams, be afraid to play Mayo we could get well, yeah. that if we wanted to <laughs> well yeah that's well, true that's a, that may be a story for a different day <laughs> that is true but yeah I think the, the big picture though at least is that you are seeing a better football played on all levels and Actually, good point. I, I didn't bring this up uh, before the show, but this was something that was asked to me uh, maybe last week, two weekends ago. Um, is Lexington ahead of Louisville right now, this no. season, in terms of football talent? No. No. No, they're not ahead of Louisville. Because Louisville still has male, Sanix, Manuel, and Trinity. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I said Louisville. No I question. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on what the question is. Are are, are Lexington's best teams better than Louisville's best teams? No. Yeah. Are there more good teams in the Lexington area than there are Louisville? You might can make an argument at that, but it's still, you know, the the Class Six A poll: Mayo, Saint X, Manual, Trinity. Yeah. Trinity's two and seven. Yeah. And they're still ranked ahead of any Six A team in Lexington. Yeah. Okay. Frederick Douglass is number one in Five A. Boyle County number one in Four A. Christian Academy of Louisville. Yeah. Number one in three, yeah. Another darn good uh, Louisville area team. Lexington Christian's on top of 2A. Pikeville's on top of A. And then you have KCD is number two in, in 2A. So um, the power is still in Louisville. Yeah. And if you're listening outside of, of Jefferson County, I'm sure you you hate me for saying that <laughs> and think I'm biased or whatever, but get over it. It's just, it's just the truth. The best teams are here in Louisville. Yes, there are better teams in that Lexington area than maybe we have seen in recent years, although you can also make the argument, you know, Frederick Douglass is the only public school in Fayette County who's among those, and they have pretty much hogged all of the public school talent in that city to the <laughs> point where no one else in FCPS is even competitive. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it goes back and forth, but, uh, yeah, the, the best teams are still in the world. Yeah. Drop the mic. <laughs> and I agree. I agree. But I just thought it was a it was an interesting question that but, was asked to me. But don't overlook what Woodford County has done, you know, to yeah. be a you know, and, and they're not in Lexington, but they're pretty much in Lexington. I mean right. they're right outside of it. Right. Uh Dennis Johnson has done a great job there. You know, they're undefeated. And, you know, we talked about Philip Hawkins last year and the job he he did at Bryan Station mm-hmm. last year and he's kept that going. So I, I shouldn't have said Frederick Douglass has hogged all the talent. Bryan Station is obviously <laughs> another very good public school team in uh, Lexington. So, um, you know, it's an interesting argument. Everybody loves arguing Louisville, Lexington stuff. Oh, yeah, it's fun. And I'm sure people are probably mad that listen to this podcast. It's like, why don't we argue enough? <laughs> so we'll just start. We're going to argue next week about nothing. We'll come up with I something. I will argue against your point about Northern Kentucky, though, because – it's turned out that maybe Covenant Catholic and Highlands haven't, uh, maybe haven't been as good as we thought they were going to be. Did you see the score? Yeah, <laughs> from uh, their game uh, Friday night. I'm trying to make sure I have this right. I think it was eight to seven. From uh, which game? Um, 
Covenant Catholic Highlands played Friday. Yeah, Covenant Catholic won eight to seven. Oh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> not exactly a. Uh, I guess if you like defense, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I guess at least <laughs> traditionally, maybe not this year. But. I mean, Beachwood is very good. Right, they have a chance to win Class Two A. There's no doubt about that. I think Cooper's having a very good season um, in Class Six A, but yeah. uh, maybe not. Uh, they might struggle to get a state championship in Northern Kentucky this year. Yeah, but you you still brought the point up that it still kind of runs through Louisville. But, I, I mean, before we move ahead, though, have we talked about Christian Academy enough? No. No. How? I mean, I guess if there is a surprise, that was a team that I was thinking, like, okay, maybe five or six wins. But now, I mean, yeah, no disrespect to 3A, but – yeah. I mean, who's beating them in 3A? Right, right. And you were there with me the other the other night when we were out at Cal covering soccer and we were talking to uh, Brad Morgan, yeah. uh, the Christian Academy Athletic Director, and, and he admitted even, you know, that he's sort of surprised. He thought next year they were mm-hmm. going to be for sure the team to beat in Class 3A. I think they're a little surprised um, at how successful they've been this year. Mm-hmm. They're 7-1. Their only loss was the Lexington Christian. Um I'm not sure they knew what they had at quarterback in Cole Hodge, yeah. just a sophomore, and he's coming and done very well. Yeah. Uh, Easton Messer is one of the better wide receivers in the area. Um, um, you know, they've, they've played really well. And, and, yes, I think of all six classes in Kentucky, 3A is the one where there is not a – there's not a team you sit there in 3A and say they're unbeatable. Yeah. Okay? 6A, you know male's number one. 5A, you know Frederick Douglass is number one. 4A, you can make an argument, Boyle County, Corbin. But they're both very, 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 very good teams. Yeah. And probably one of them is going to win the state championship. 2A, no doubt, Lexington Christian, although there's four other undefeated teams in class 2A. Yeah. Uh, I think class A is definitive. Pikeville is the team to beat. But 3A, you're not going to look at 3A and say, hey, nobody can beat Christian Academy. But they are, in my mind, a deserving number one. Yes, Bardstown's 8-0, but Bardstown hasn't played anyone. Right. So we really don't know how good Bardstown is. Glasgow might be that team. Glasgow might be that team that's um, really, really good. Uh, They beat Taylor County Friday night, which is a big win for them. Um, You know, coming into the season, Mercer County was the team everybody was talking about, and then Cal just destroyed them. Yeah. So, you know, maybe Mercer County bounces back and makes a, a playoff run. And then the one team we haven't talked about that every single person forgot about was Belfry. Oh yeah, you know Belfry. They were people. They were pretty they, much written off. You know, we talked to Philip Haywood after the Central game. They were very young. Yeah. They played an incredibly tough schedule, and I believe they started zero and five. Yeah. And everybody wrote them off. Well, they beat Lawrence County um, Friday night, and they beat Lawrence County very bad. And Lawrence County, I had ranked number three in Class Three A. Yeah. So. Um, you know, Belfry's back. I think they've won three in a row. I think they, they won three in a row very handily once they've gotten back into 3A competition. Yep. So um, that's going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. Yeah. And especially with Isaac Dixon. That's true. And that's a great point because after the Central 36 to 7 game, they lost to Pikeville 29 to nothing, who you just talked about. But yeah, after that, it's been on a run 43 to nothing win, 49 to 6 win over Floyd. Central. They had an open game, and then yeah, they just blew out Lawrence County forty-two to thirteen. Very good Lawrence County team. Very good. Yeah, they were what they're six and two. They, Lawrence County had beaten Russell. Russell had beaten National Blazers. So, <laughs> um, you know, 
we talk about the mountains and y- <laughs> you're not going to, you know, people may have written off Belfry and I might have been one of those, but oh, yeah. uh, they're back and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with in the playoffs. And it's almost comical. Why would you ever count out a team yeah. coached by Philip yeah, Haywood? Yeah, you're right. You're right. And Which I, is hilarious I, to think about. That's the thing about records and, and we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it as a sports writer. You look at a team's record, they're 0-5 and you say, okay, they must suck. Yeah. Nobody ever does the deeper dive into looking to see who they played. Yeah, you know, people want to get on us for having Trinity ranked at two and seven. Look at who they played. Okay, look at who they played. Whoever you're a fan of, would your team be better than two and seven against Trinity's schedule? Yeah, I mean, just ask that question. So that's true. Um, yeah. You know, once you get once you get into the district schedule, that's when you find out who you are. You're playing your your common teams. And once you get into that district schedule and you see where you're going to line up in the playoffs, um, Trinity's going to be a tough out come November, and Belfry's going to be a tough out come November. Mark my words. Every time. And, yeah, I mean, this is – I don't like, think that's going on out on a limb, obviously. It's not like breaking news, yeah. But you look at their records and you think, okay, they're going to be an easy out. They're not going to be an easy out. Exactly. And uh, and one thing that stood out to me, just you mentioning Belfry, I think about talking to Philip Haywood after that game. And there was he wasn't mad, no. he wasn't scared, he wasn't wor- he was just like it just it is what it is right now. And you play those games, and you you learn more from your team playing those games and maybe losing than you do beating some crappy team forty nine to nothing. Yeah, so yeah. You, you knew they were going to figure it out, and you know, like I said, they've got Isaac Dixon back there, one of the better running backs in the state. And uh, when you've got a weapon like that in 3A, you're, you're going to be tough. Yeah, and I always have respected the teams that regardless of who's on the roster. And, you know, you can make the comment because obviously, you know, we get a lot of criticism. It's like, why are you always covering Trinity or why are you always covering St. X or whoever? But it's like, yeah, look at who they're playing. You're going to go up against, you know, we're covering a Trinity team where it's like, okay, they're guarding D1 wide receivers or D1 nose tackles or whatnot. So it's like there's going to be – more interest in that game instead of playing Valley where, you know, the game is going to be 61 to nothing, you know? So again, that's just, it is what it is. That is the hand that you're dealt with. So if you want more coverage, beef up your schedule. Win. And win. That's what I tell everybody. Yeah. Win. If if you win, they will come. (laughs) I mean, we haven't covered Bullet East the last five years and we've covered, started covering the heck out of them this year. Speaking of which, yeah. speaking of which, and we're we going to talk about their game. You. I'll tell that to anybody. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about their game. Uh, let's jump into the, this week's games right now. Let's start before we talk about Bullet East yeah. and Mel. Let's, let's jump into Scott County at Ballard. Uh, both teams with identical records, but, I mean, if you throw in the schedule talk again, Ballard's schedule is obviously more tougher than Scott County's. It's pretty even for the most yeah, part, but you could throw in a couple of games that Ballard has played that's like, okay, you know, you know what you're getting if you're playing Mel and you're playing uh, Manual and even Trinity. So just your impressions on this <clears throat> game, but before you do that, I'll go ahead and make my pick. I've watched Ballard. I've always, you know, I've been really high on Shantae Marrero <laughs> and just the unbelievable season that he's having. He's been one of the best wide receivers in the state. Yeah. And it's going to be a nice little outing, and I just, I'm just i going to go with Ballard in this game. Yeah, I agree. I'll go with Ballard. And, you know, how can you not talk about Shante Marrero? Um, yeah. What a season he's had. You know, last week against Eastern, he had six catches for 184 yards and two touchdowns. 
He's averaging almost 20, 21 yards per catch. And so and he's done it against everybody. Yeah, he has. He's got nine touchdowns catching. He's returned two punts for touchdowns. He returned a kickoff for a touchdown. Just a, an outstanding athlete. Of course, we really know him from basketball, but he's making a name for himself in football. So I'm yeah. um, going to be interested to see what sort of uh, opportunities he has um, going forward in college. You know, Scott County, Scott County, you know what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. Um, They average 200 rushing yards a game. Um, You know, Jeremy Hamilton is a really dangerous kid. He's he's got some some major D1 looks. Um, He scores a lot of touchdowns. Um, You know, their record's not that impressive. Um, You know, they're only five and three. I think I think this is a really really even game. In fact, they played mm-hmm. two years ago, and I gr- granted you know personnel is different now, but they played two years ago, and I think it was like a forty nine to forty eight or a forty two forty you know one of those sort of games that went into overtime. Uh, Scott County won it, um, and you know I wouldn't be surprised to see another game like that uh, Friday night. But Bowers at home. They've got Shantae Marrero. I'll go with Bowers. Yeah, but no question about it. Scott County can very well win this game. And oh, yeah. When I watch Ballard play, it's one of those things. They'll yeah. play like two and three good quarters of football. If they play four quarters, they're solid. And they could be, they could have been, you know, easily, you could say six and two or seven yeah. and one or something like that, but they just haven't played a four quarter game. The, the scary thing about Ballard is, you know, their defense, you yeah. know, Scott County runs that wing tee offense, and not many teams run that wing tee. So, you know, it, it seems like in the past, Bauer has struggled with different sorts of looks. Yeah. So you, you worry about how will their defense adjust to that. Yeah, so that, that'll be a very uh, intriguing matchup. And yeah. like I said, it could definitely go either way. You mentioned Bullet East. They're going to mail. They, they played well. I mean, obviously, we talked about the juggernaut offense that Bullet East has yeah. had. and. They've had a lot of guys that have thrived, and I'm pretty sure I made the point last week is that, like, these are young guys. Like, yeah, these are sophomores juniors. and juniors, you know yeah. what I mean? Travis Egan and, and, you know what I mean, like, at quarterback. So they're going to be good for the next one to two years, yeah. no question about that. But as we say each and every week, this is a different monster when we're talking yeah. male. Yeah. And uh, you can look at everything. We talked about when you look at traditionally, when we talk about just the history, when we talk about who they played, all the boxes check off for male. Yeah, yeah. So what else can you say? I'm, I'm going with the Bulldogs. Yeah. I just think that uh, just a big home victory for them. Uh, but I just think for Bullardese, similar to what we've talked about with Southern and all these other teams – just have some positive takeaways out of it and be competitive, but you know you're playing the best of the best. Here's the here's the big question I have for Ethan Ashley, Boyd's coach, going into this game. You're probably going to play Mayo again in three weeks. Yeah, in the second round of the playoffs, if everything goes as planned. Yeah. So if you're Boyd East and you're trying to beat Mayo, are you going to throw out everything you can to try to beat them Friday? Are you going to hold back something and, and say we're going to put all our cards in in three yeah. weeks when we play on the playoffs? So, uh, you know, yes, Bullies wants to win this game. I'm not sure they have much of a chance, and that's not disrespect. I mean, male's male. Yeah. But if you know you're probably going to play them again in three weeks, h- how much are you going to show male this Friday night? So I think that'll be interesting. I'll be at that game Friday night. I'll be interesting yeah. to see. And and I guess maybe the flip side of that is, 
do you, you know, you obviously want to be competitive and give your kids confidence that in three weeks we can compete with them in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, you know, I don't know. Those are media sort of narratives. Yeah. You, you never really know how much a coach is is buying into any of that. And, and I'm sure, you know, Ethan actually is just going to say, you know, we're going out to win the game. So, yeah. um you know, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, they score a lot of points, but Mayo's defense doesn't give up many points. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Daniel Sweeney is running like crazy, oh and uh, Nick Shuddy's throwing the ball and has so many weapons. And um, it'll be interesting. I, 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 this is the first time I'll see this Boydies offense. Yeah. And, you know, if they get shut out or only give up seven, I wouldn't say, hey, you know, maybe don't judge them on just how they do against Mayo because they've been really impressive up until now. That's very true. Yeah, they, they've been able to score on everybody, so I want to see how they can yeah. do against uh, the Bulldogs. Here's the game that, at least going into the year, I was I had it marked on my calendar. Yeah. Maybe not a whole lot compared to what I thought it was going to be, but it's still going to be, for that district, huge. Huge, yep. huge, 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 huge. Regular season title on the line. The team, you know, you could see them later in – Last year was obviously, you know, the the first game was one for the ages with Central yes. winning, and Franklin County just dominated. I covered that playoff game where Franklin County absolutely dominated the game at Central, yep. and Franklin County's coming to town uh, this weekend, and Franklin County struggled to start the year, and then they've turned it up a little bit. You can maybe attribute that to who they played. Oh, yeah. No disrespect to Shelby County, North Oldham, and Wagner, but... It's been a nice flip. You lost to Corbin. You lost to Ballard. <laughs> you lost to Woodford County. Yeah. So, yes, I know surprises your record is what it right. is. And then same with Central. I mean, you played Manuel. You played St. X. And you've blown out the teams that you're supposed to. So both teams are right where they need to be and should be playing some good football. Flip a coin on this one. I'm just going to – I'll go with my gut. Mainly just because I've seen them play a few yeah. times, I'll go with Central. Uh, just because, again, I know what type of team they have. But again, it, Franklin County wins this game. Obviously, it, it, no surprises. But I'll, I'll just go with Central. Yeah, Franklin County is going to have the best player on the field in Caden Mormon, yeah. the junior who uh, just recently committed to UK. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the top juniors in the state. Uh, he's rushed for more than 800 yards this year. He scored 16 touchdowns. Uh, just a big time weapon for them. Um, you know, we talked about Boyd East Mail. They're going to meet in three weeks. Well, these teams are probably going to meet again in three weeks as yeah. well uh, in the second round of the playoffs. So um, this one, de- this one will determine who gets to host that game. So um, that'll be big. Although last year uh, the home team lost both times, so yeah. maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, Franklin County. You know, they, they came out of the gates hot. They beat Scott County that first game of the season and, uh, you know, looked like, you know, they were the they were the 4A runner-up last year. It looked like maybe the team to beat in 4A. And then, you know, they ran, like you said, they ran into some really good teams in Corbin and Ballard and Woodford County. And uh, they've turned things around a little bit since then. You know, Central is, you know, they lost to St. X and Manuel to start the season. And now, you know, they've rolled off a 6-1 and one stretch. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cortez Stone, I mean, this is a kid nobody knew about coming into this season. We yeah. thought Malachi Williams was going to be their their number one running back, and it hasn't, you know, Cortez Stone has given them a, a weapon, um, you know, a big play threat. He ran for 322 yards and three touchdowns last week. 
against uh, North Oldham. He only needs uh, 11 more yards to reach 1,000 for the season. So what an incredible freshman year he's had. Yeah, um, yeah this is a tough pick. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really tough pick. Um, and it, it goes back to what we were talking about with Bull and Easton Mail. You don't know what either coach is going to show uh, because you know they're probably going to see each other again in three weeks. So um, I'm going to take Central primarily because they're at home. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it didn't matter last year, but uh, I, I think Cortez Stone, if if he's healthy, he can give them a, a Caden Mormon sort of threat. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Central's defense might be a little better than, than Franklin County's. Yeah, that would be big. What about Eminence at <laughs> KCD? It, this is a I'm, I'm. It's not a tough pick, but is it go not? Ahead, go ahead. Okay. Well, <laughs> it might be tough for me, because uh, so I might let you go first. You, you might want to look at the scores from last year. Don't well, I was gonna say KCD <laughs> dominated, right? Yeah. I, I remember we did prep rally at KCD before that game, and we were all, and I was going into, it, I was like, oh boy, you got all this offense, all this offense, but then yeah, you look at the schedule, and like, okay, yeah. that's who you yes. were scoring forty five yes. points on, and KCD. I mean, they don't do they play the best Louisville teams? No, but they play up to their level, like Eastern, and uh, you know they were able to get a victory over Frankfurt. And I'm just rambling just to do it. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of Caldwell, EJ Dickerson, and that trio with Luke Russo. They've done yeah. well, and KCD. Obviously, yeah, I'll go yeah. with KCD. I mean, it's 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 hard to overlook. You know, Eminence kind of came in with this same sort of reputation last year, and yeah. you know, KCD destroyed them twice yeah. um you know they do average about 45 points a game top 10 in the state uh you know and, and that's not to take away from these players who are putting up these numbers Devonte saunders leads the state yeah. any class 31 touchdowns yeah. um 20 rushing 11 receiving they have a freshman quarterback who's thrown for nearly 2,000 yards and 26 touchdowns they're six and two um they have a nice on ice offense but you know kcd is kcd they got a big road win at frankfurt and, you know, we've, we've alluded to this, so here's the scores from last year. And I know last year doesn't always matter, but you do this job enough, and <laughs> trends are important. And KCD beat Eminence 49-16 to in the regular season last year and beat them 57-13 to <laughs> in the second round of the playoffs. So um, the one thing, the, the question I need to ask Matt Jones that I haven't asked him is, I think Nathan Caldwell has been hurt most of the year because according to their stats, he's only played two games. Mm. So he came back, I think he came back last week, and I apologize if I have this wrong, but I'm just basing this on their stats. But I don't think he played in a while, and then he comes back last week and runs for 100 yards against Frankfurt. So if they have him back and E.J. Dickerson, they're back to having those two big weapons in their offense. And uh, if they can stay healthy, then – um, you know, this is the KCD team we thought it was going to be that can contend for a Class A title. So yeah, I'll take a, I'll definitely take KCD in this one. Yeah, so that that should be a, a big game for them. And finally, we'll wrap it up with Saint X at PRP. I, I'm not going to ramble. I'm not going to take too much time. Saint X has been one of the best teams in the state, and after seeing the way Manuel exposed PRP, I, I'm comfortably <clears throat> picking Saint X to win. Yeah, it's That's hard. It. To, yeah, I mean. You know, forty-two to nothing last week. Uh, Manuel beat PRP, and you know, PRP had been very good up until then. But yeah, their schedule hadn't been good, and you know, Manuel sort of exposed them for what they are, and 
you know, man or PRP cannot protect Caden Anderson all night. Mm-hmm. Um, just rushed to throw. He threw three interceptions and just never had time. And if, if Manuel's defense can do that to him, there's no reason to believe St. X's defense can't do it as well. So, um, you know, PRP didn't have their starting running back last week, so getting Deshaun Barkley back could help. But, um, yeah, um, I think St. X rolls. Yeah, and there's no question about that. Finally, though, I, I know this was the five top games, but I do want to just add yeah, in a game. couple others. Let's add in one. What about Eastern at Trinity? I mean, I think Trinity will win, but – Eastern is going to have a lot. This is probably the first time Eastern is going to have as much confidence as ever to play that game. Uh, so that could be uh, an interesting matchup. And you'll see Fern Creek at Southern. Both teams have kind of been in that 4-5 or five win mark throughout this. So that could be fun. And, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, intriguing matchups, not just the, the top five games. You know, uh, Spencer County, John Harden is a game that will decide a, a district uh, regular season uh, title. Both of those mm-hmm. teams are undefeated in the district, so that'll be an interesting game uh, for Spencer County. And, then, you know, this this game would have been bigger last year when Fairdale was really good, but Fairdale goes on the road. This is the game yeah. they just added last week. Uh, they play at Bardstown, 8-0. Um, you know, I'll pick Bardstown in that game, but that's an interesting game to follow to see – you know, Fairdale started off the season slow. They're they're getting back to uh, playing some good football. So um, you know, we'll we'll see how far they've come along. Um, that'll be an interesting game to follow. Yeah. So there's plenty of games again, uh, and this is what is this is what I really like about this time of the year because it's like that district implications, and, and again, there's a lot yeah. on the line. And so then, you know, after Friday night's games, we'll we'll have. We'll pretty much have the playoff pairings because uh, these are the last district games. We still have another week of the regular season next week, um, but we'll that'll that'll be something I'll have online. Um, the Cajunsto Wade usually doesn't publish those until after the regular season ends, but we just I kind of get the crystal ball out and uh, give an idea of, of who's going to be playing who in those uh, first two weeks of the playoffs. Yep. So I'm looking forward to this weekend, and yeah. it's going to be good and. Uh, not only, like I said, with football, but just all postseason play. Yeah. This is this is that time of the year where things really pick up and get exciting, and then after that, we'll we'll start thinking about basketball, but not yet, <laughs> not, not yet, yet. <laughs> not, yet. not yet. That's all I got, Jason. You ready to wrap this thing up and go home? <laughs> Let's go. I got a I got a World Series game to watch. There you or go. Not a World Series, an NLCS game to watch. Maybe a World looking Series. ahead to the World Series. You're looking right. ahead. Don't don't jump too far <laughs> ahead. So, but I'm guilty of already thinking Super Bowl after the Titans won Monday night. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're done, guys. We thank you all so much for listening to this week's Prep Rally podcast. Be sure to follow along, and you can stream this on all social media platforms. So for Jason Frakes, I'm Dominique Gates. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week.